Hello, everybody. Welcome or welcome back to the podcast. If you're new here, my name is Jamie. This is the Disorder Podcast. And welcome. Happy second to last episode of December. It is, when I'm recording this, it's Tuesday, December 19th, 2022. And it's Christmas week, which is super exciting. I'm actually back home in Kansas City. I drove. It was 11 hours. It honestly wasn't that bad. I did get a little restless towards the end, obviously. Like, I would honestly say the last couple hours, I was just like, like, get me out of this car. I can't, I can't drive anymore. But it was not bad at all. However, this week and next week, I decided to sign up for 6 a.m. hot yoga. Why you're asking, to be honest with you, I, it's, it did sound like a good idea when I was signing up for it because here's my thought process. I adore hot yoga. I really love it. Um, I know some people really hate it and I, I think it's just a personal preference. I personally love it. It really stretches out my muscles. It helps align my bones and it helps. I have a lot of back pain in general. It just helps me. It helps me in general. And so I was like, oh my gosh, 6 a.m. is perfect because I'm trying to keep with that waking up at 5.15 routine because when I work in the office, that's what I do because I just, for me personally, I am a morning worker, outer, whatever you want to call it because I get so restless sitting in the office if I don't get a workout in before. So that was kind of my thought process, but I did it for the first time today. And honestly, the hot yoga was 10 out of 10. It was exactly what I needed it to be. It just helped me get zen before my day. However, it's 4 p.m. right now and I'm on the struggle bus. I think that it's always the first day of the week when I have to wake up um, super early is a struggle. But Normally when I work, so I work from home Mondays and Fridays. I'm really giving you guys so much details that nobody asked for right now. But in in case you're wondering, I work from home Mondays and Fridays. And so Mondays when I'm working from home, I don't have to commute for like 45 minutes. So I work out later because I also typically won't get like super, super ready and, and look cute. So that also takes less time. So it's like a slow ease, but I think today I really did it cold Turkey yesterday. I slept in. Um, and then I woke up at five fifteen this morning and I am struggling and it snowed a lot today in Kansas city. Um, so the, the weather change, I, I think I'm getting a little bit of a cold, which I literally was just sick. So there's a lot of things going on right now. However, I am so excited for Christmas. I feel like I'm finally getting in the Christmas vibes now that I'm home and it's colder and it was literally snowing today. So all good vibes. And it's a four-day work week. Like, come on. And next week and the week after. So many four-day work weeks coming up. And yeah, so lots of exciting stuff happening. I am hoping to do kind of a podcast relaunch in January, just kind of clean things up, make, you know, it cutie and the whole shebang. So be on the lookout for that because yeah, I I really want to get a new cover photo of the whole thing. So yeah, something to look forward to. I'll keep you updated. Anyway, so today we are doing a part two on last week's episode, talking about subtle ways that you subtle ways what am I saying why whenever I have to talk about the title I for the life of me cannot remember what the title is and so I just say random words but basically 
Today, we are talking about subtle eating disorder signs is what we are talking about. So last week, we talked about a lot of different things and make sure to go check out that episode if it's something you want to check out because this is just a continuation of it, but you don't have to have listened to that episode to listen to this one. So without further ado, let's just get right into it. Okay, so the first subtle way that we are talking about today is doing a lot of research around a certain food ingredient or a certain diet, food group, anything like that. So for me with orthorexia, this was a huge factor in orthorexia. And if this is your first episode you're listening to and you don't know what orthorexia is, basically long story short, it's the obsession with healthy or clean eating to the point where it really hinders your um oh my gosh I totally just lost my train of thought anyway basically it's just the obsession with healthy or clean eating in a super bad and unhealthy way but you don't you don't realize that I feel like that's like simple terms you can look up the real definition I'm as I said, I'm a little tired. I'm a little scatterbrained today, but that's okay. So anyway, with orthorexia, this was huge for me. I would get so fixated on certain ingredients that I just deemed as just awful for you and would read the ingredients on every single food item, every single food item. And if that food item had this certain ingredient, I just wouldn't eat it. And so that became a problem obviously when I'm out to eat when I'm eating something someone provided I would get so freaked out like okay well what if it has this ingredient what if it has this in it what if it has this in it and so I think that this is something we don't realize is toxic because because listen if there's an ingredient that you like physically cannot have because of an allergy And we kind of talked about this last week, but there is a difference between actually having a food allergy or being intolerant to something or a food ingredient actually upsetting your stomach or, you know, making you feel some type of way versus hiding behind that to mask your disordered eating. And I would do that a lot. I would say I didn't like a certain food. I would say a certain food upset my stomach if I didn't want to eat it because it, it it scared me. It was a fear food. It made me feel guilty eating or X, Y, and Z. I deemed it as bad or I deemed it as unhealthy or anything like that. So if you can relate to that and maybe you also do that and hide behind kind of saying you don't like something or something makes you, you know, feel a type of way, then that can be a huge sign of an eating disorder or just disordered thoughts around food in general. So, oh, I guess let me, let me say this. I said this in the last episode, but I am not trying to diagnose anyone with an eating disorder. This episode is not to say that if you can even semi-relate to any of the things I'm listing, then you automatically have an eating disorder. This episode is just to kind of wave a warning flag, warning oh my gosh my what sorry my dog was having fit but I got real confused because I forgot I had a dog (laughs) um yeah we just got a dog so anyway sorry about that anyways so yes this is just to kind of 
shoot off a little warning sign in your head saying, hey, I need to watch this or I needed to seek professional help or I need to talk to someone about this. This is by no means for you to say, oh, I related to that one thing. So I have an eating disorder and I'm doomed. That's not, that's not at all what I'm trying to say. So anyway, that is the first sign that we're talking about today. The second sign is feeling agitated if you can't do your typical exercise or your exercise gets interrupted and you can't finish it and you feel like you need to compensate for that in some kind of way. Again, I feel like all of these signs that I am talking about today are just like, (laughs) I just relate so much to all of them. This is exactly what I was dealing with with my eating disorder and and even still now sometimes I have to catch myself and not feeding into it because I'll still find myself leaning into these all all of these signs honestly so this one with exercise I would just feel an insane amount of guilt and anxiety if I didn't get a workout in and I do want to say something that's been a little tricky coming out of my eating disorder is people, especially when I am so open about having an eating disorder and having had an eating disorder that I think people are overly cautious with me and a lot of time, well, you know, I don't want to say a lot of times from, it, it feels to me like a lot of times that People, anytime I say something regarding exercise or food, they automatically are scared that I am like kind of going back into my like eating disorder ways. And so with exercise, like I was just talking about at the beginning of this episode, me doing 5 a.m. hot yoga, I listed all those reasons why I'm doing it and saying that it rejuvenates me. It makes me feel good. I enjoy doing it. I by no means ever force myself to exercise if my body truly does not want to exercise. However, when it comes to 5 a.m. yoga, I do look forward to it. The only time I am kind of not happy with my my choice is typically around the four o'clock time when I'm having trouble keeping my eyes open and staying super productive. But I wake up super easily for it. I enjoy it. And so I think it becomes a little difficult because of this reason, because I can relate to this. And when I was in kind of the height of my eating disorder, I would go late to stuff. I would leave stuff early. I would, my whole life really kind of oriented, oriented, whatever that word is. I feel like I'm saying so many things wrong today, but whatever, um, around working out and my eating that it was affecting my life in general so if if exercise is something that you will not compromise for no matter how your body's feeling no matter how you're feeling you know physically if you're sick or whatever if you are forcing yourself to exercise if you're missing events to exercise if you're going to events late because you think you have to exercise before them that is where it's an issue However, there are some days where I don't necessarily feel mentally super excited to work out, but it it becomes one of those things where I say, mentally, will it make me feel better to work out or am I really just feeling super down to where I do need to take a break today? 
And that's a question that's valid. If I'm feeling down, I don't feel like working out, but I'm saying, okay, I think it will make me feel a lot better. And part of that just also goes with kind of healing your relationship with working out in general and being okay with taking it easy one day and just knowing that moving your body in any way possible is a positive, whether that means going to the gym and walking on the treadmill for 15 minutes versus I think a lot of the the toxic mentality around going to the gym kind of also goes around the fact that you think that you have to get this hard hitting hit workout burning x amount of calories in the gym and that's just not feasible and that's not healthy that's not a healthy mindset around working out so one thing that i would do in recovery is i would go to the gym i would not wear my apple watch i would not track my workout i would just go in do what I felt like doing and see how it made me feel after and it really healed my relationship around working out because I began to just absolutely enjoy it for the way it made me feel versus the way I felt about it I don't know if that made sense but what I'm trying to say is when I was dealing with my eating disorder, I just felt this certain way about working out that I had to do it, that it was, it was a chore. It was something that I just had to do and I did not look forward to it versus now I genuinely enjoy it. I find so much value in it mentally and physically. I think it, it really just, yeah, it's, it's amazing for me now. So if you feel agitated that you can't do typical exercise or your exercise gets interrupted if you're going to events late again and all of those things that i said before if you can relate to those that should probably send off a little warning sign in your head that you probably don't have a super healthy relationship with working out and in return with food and in your body in general so okay the next sign i keep forgetting that word the next sign that could tell you that you might be struggling with an eating disorder or disordered eating in general is if you read recipe books or watch a lot of food related youtube or other video content asmr's mukbangs okay i'm calling everyone out i'm calling myself out first and foremost and before I get into this, I know that there's an audience for ASMR and mukbangs. I know there's a cookbook audience. Like I said, not everything is a sign. It's kind of just a sign when it becomes in relation to everything else. So again, I'm just going to relate everything to me personally with this. Whenever I would get hungry, I would watch mukbangs or ASMR to kind of live vicariously through them. I would watch cheat days relentlessly. I would watch 10,000 calorie challenges relentlessly because they were eating all the food I wish I could eat. They on Especially on cheat days. I would watch cheat days probably the most because again, they were eating everything I wanted to and I was not allowing myself to eat. And that was a huge sign that I was dealing with something deeper. And instead of just honoring my hunger in general I would kind of go to these videos to like feel some type of way and not listen to what my body was telling me so 
with this again as with all of the things I'm saying just because you can relate to it does not mean you automatically have an eating disorder or have disordered eating in general I know that there is an audience for those videos and I don't think that it's bad to watch them but I think if you have a poor relationship with food they can kind of magnify that because you'll turn to them instead of your body and actually listening to it okay so I feel like there's so many signs honestly I'm like reading all these things I'm like I don't even think I can get through this in two episodes but I'm just gonna talk about one more because I think this last one is super important and again one that I can relate to and I'm not super proud to be able to relate to it but it is encouraging other people to eat higher calorie foods that you're not eating yourself so if let's just give the example if you're at a restaurant and you're getting x food this would be like you talking your friend into getting this like juicy juicy burger that you really want to eat but you won't let yourself eat so you basically want them to eat it if that makes sense so with me I would just do this in general like when I was at a restaurant with my family I would want my family to get those foods that I wouldn't let myself eat so that I could see it maybe take one bite of it or whatever instead of just getting it myself and being happy with my food and what I'm eating I would force myself to eat something I didn't really actually want in that moment and just watch other people eat what I wanted to eat because at least I kind of got like that second hand you know like living vicariously through them thing so that is just so toxic and again I'm not like it's that sign specifically is very niche and I know that and I know not everyone will be able to relate to that but if you do like if you know you know like it, it it's bad and I would buy food for people that I wanted to watch them eat like it it, it was just so bad it was so bad so if that's something you can relate to I think that's a huge huge sign that you might be dealing with something a little bit deeper that's not just something you can get over I think that was something when I found out that that was a sign I was like okay yeah you know I think it's time to get a little bit of help (laughs) so anyway I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I feel like this one was a little rambly because of my (laughs) tiredness state, but we won't talk about that. We won't talk about that. So I hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas. I cannot believe that Christmas is this weekend. That's crazy. I feel like each year it comes quicker and leaves quicker, even quicker than it coming. (laughs) So anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Feliz Navidad. (laughs) Bye.